This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. Uh, a big part of what we do day in and day out is also business challenges, which is, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, right, Jay? Yeah, we're talking about NDAs. When people are asking for an NDA, I think it really falls into like two categories, right? One is either you're really famous, and two is um, you're not really famous, <laughs> right? First of all, charge a lot of money. Like, I don't know what you need to charge, but that person should have to think twice. It's a slippery slope when wedding filmmakers start giving that away for free. If you're gonna do it, do it for a little bit, but then you should be aiming to really charge what you're worth. They were like, I'm surprised that you guys charge for an NDA. And I was like, yeah. She was like, you should be paying me to use my likeness. And I said, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wedding Film School Show. We have another awesome episode for you today. The Wedding Film School Show, of course, is the number one podcast for wedding filmmakers. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel, The Wedding Film School Show, and also the OG Wedding Film School YouTube channel. R.I.P. Craig Adams. R.I.P. Craig Adams, where we do weekly content for wedding filmmakers, as well as in on Instagram, as well as on TikTok all the social places you can find The Wedding Film School. Jason McCutcheon, my friend, partner in crime uh, on this show, as well as in business, is in the house today. How are we doing, Jason? Very good. It's uh, I'm not sure when we're releasing this, but this it's June right now, and we have <clears throat> 10 weddings this weekend. Yeah, dude. It feels really good being back in, in the saddle and, and getting back to it. And uh, everything still works. We're not terrible shooters. Uh, yeah, so we still can make good. wedding films Yeah, that people like. Yeah. So that's good. Um, what have you found to be true uh, recently in, in some of your wedding films in, in terms of you know what you're creating and, and what are some things that you've been learning lately? You know, I think like it always comes back to for me like what can I like? What is the difference between like a high, like a professional in this industry versus someone who might be artistically gifted or talented, but they're not professional, right? And to me, when you're shooting weddings, like ultimately the most professional way to shoot weddings is to take, man, I don't know how to say like normal people or maybe less interesting subjects yeah. and actually find a way to extract really beautiful stories that aren't just obvious. Like sometimes I'll see films and I'm like, well, of course that's a beautiful story. Like, like look at this person weeping and crying and that's awesome. Those are great stories. But at the end of the day, like that's a very small percentage of wedding films. Most wedding films are going to be people who are like, well, I just want to get back to my, I just want to get back to the cocktail hour. I just want to get back to cocktail hour. Like they're not, they're not interested in making this thing. And I feel like that's been so true this year. I've like, I've shot so many weddings where the couple's like, like literally you're shooting portraits with them. They go like, and then the second you're not rolling, they're like, they're not even into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not upset with them because they paid a lot of money for that party. Their guests are there. there there's a lot going on. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'm always, I'm always kind of captivated by like the game as a wedding filmmaker of how can I, how can I remake this 
couple forget that they're not that into this. How, like, I want them to watch the portrait session and think like, oh, that was so cool. I wish we would have done more. Yeah. Right? And and I always think like so many wedding filmmakers don't really perceive the challenge of like extracting value out of the story that's actually happening instead of like trying to, ah, oh, this is crap. Right. It's like, it doesn't have to be crap. It can be amazing. Yeah. And, and you got to always keep in mind like for us, what we're doing is wedding filmmaking. We're 100% focused on like what we're making and we're like, hey, wouldn't this be awesome if you did this? It's like our main focus. You got to keep in mind for them, they're like, my main focus is like making my mom not be upset with me or, and, and balancing that with shooting photos and what the photographer wants and what the videographer wants and what the planner wants. The planner wants to take the couple away from the portrait session so they can bustle the dress and they can, you know, or the, prep or the bride is anxious and the groom knows how she gets when she's anxious. So right. He doesn't want her to get anxious. And there's just all kinds of, there's a lot going on. There, there is, there is. So keeping all that in mind and still, uh, knowing that when you deliver the wedding film, the bride's going to expect <laughs> expect the wedding film to be as if you had all the time in the world oh, yeah. with them on the wedding day. Like whatever and like that dream couple was that you delivered where they were perfect and everything was exactly what you wanted. You had, you had eight hours to shoot with them on a mountaintop somewhere. Or like an hour <laughs> to do details or like the court, whatever it is. Yeah. Like they're not going to be like, well, I understand. I was a real pain to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never works that way. No. We, we had a bride last year complain that uh, well, the room looked, just looked really orange. And we were like, well, we we're shooting at sunset where the sun was literally lighting up the entire room. Harsh shadows. Like, we can't Have you been that. outside? <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you been out there? Yeah. That's what the sun looks like. It's uh, golden yellow around that time. But anyways, we're talking about a lot of like creative kind of problems and just making wedding films. But also uh, a big part of what we do day in and day out is also – business challenges, kind of solving those business challenges. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, right, Jay? Yeah, we're talking about um, NDAs and really like kind of probably three really main areas we want to hit, which is obviously what is an NDA and like why would a couple even want this basically? Should you be doing it at all and maybe when and when you shouldn't? And then, of course, you know, the, the how much should this even cost? Um, and I don't know if you've been in this industry for any period of time, you've encountered someone who's been like, I'm just a really private person. Like most of us haven't worked a celebrity wedding, right? But they're like people who are private and they want an NDA. You probably get that a lot in sales. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one thing. You had a phone call when, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that's kind of what brought on, I, I think maybe some of the conversation is just like, you know, are we doing this wrong? Are we doing this right? And I was like, no, you know, because I did stick by my guns. And I said, we are not willing because they were like, I'm surprised that you guys charge for an NDA. And I was like, yeah. She was like, you should be paying me. She said that. To use my likeness. And I said, no, I should not. <laughs> that's like fantasy world. Like, that's not how the law works or whatever. Uh, there's a reason why the paparazzi, you know, and it's just like, it just wasn't a good fit. And we ended the conversation after five minutes, which was nice because I didn't have to waste my time. But, um, you know, I think this kind of world, when you start getting into the luxury market and a little bit maybe into like the high end market, you start encountering people that will start saying things like that. Like, well, we're just really private people. We don't want our, we're not big on Instagram. That's a big thing that I hear. We're, or I'm a lawyer. Or I'm a lawyer and I'm, a, you know, going to. Literally. No lawyer's ever been on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, so. exactly. 
Um, All and, lawyers who are on the internet have been stalked and killed. And any lawyer who's not, yes. they're safe. So Yeah. And I, I would just say, as someone who works with a lot of lawyers, um, most do not care and, and want to fight you on. You know, I, I, I can always tell. I don't know if, if you've seen this, Jay. Like, I'm on the phone a lot with brides. I can always tell fresh law students that are just fresh out of just they just passed the rearing. bar and they're rearing to fight you on the contract and i'm always like that's fine good luck bye like because <laughs> i'm not gonna fight you i'm not a lawyer i'm not gonna fight you like you're a lawyer if you want to talk to the lawyer you're gonna you, you can talk to my lawyer but i'm gonna charge you 300 dollars well, an hour for his time <laughs> so if you want to duke it out yeah. in the courtroom of a phone call then you can have at it but. well and the truth is is this i i think a lot of filmmakers struggle with this issue because Many are very sensitive to the idea that someone would want their private love story to be private. That's a human thing that anyone can, not anyone, but because I, I don't really fully understand it because you just paid someone to document you. Like how private could you really be? Like it's, I think, in, inherently a little narcissistic. We're just so, really private people, but come into the room as I change clothes into yeah. my dress. Yeah. yeah, and I'll post it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I'll post it myself. It's like, you're not private. Get out of here. Yeah. But like, regardless, like I think a lot of people struggle because they do have some level of understanding, like having your privacy invaded, the line between like your private life and the internet, all that stuff, legitimate social issues. I think what people need and what most people don't understand. And, and I feel like I have a lot of, I'm blessed because I have commercial experience. What people need to understand about, wedding films is wedding films for your business are commercial filmmaking like they they you don't privacy is not the consideration the consideration is licensing and who owns the footage and what is the purpose of commercial footage and the purpose of commercial footage is to promote and sell a product your brand is the product and what i always i don't say this to brides but what i always want to say to brides is okay um, that's really cool that you're private. How did you find our film? Like, that's pretty unethical of you to watch other people's private lives. <laughs> like you, so you watch our films of all, you're, you're like a voyeur. Yeah. You watch all our films. You peek into these people. You don't have the moral of privacy. You don't actually believe in privacy. Otherwise you wouldn't watch any wedding films. So every person who ever found your wedding film company, if you're listening. Well, to it's this, about consent, Jason. Did sure. You consent. They so so they did consent. That is the contract. Yes. The contract you're signing with couples is so, a commercial contract for you as a business to create commercial products from the work that you do. And if I said it to you like that as a wedding filmmaker, hey, you can't use your wedding films to promote your brand. You would literally be out of business. There's no like no world where every couple could request this. So if you're telling me, oh, I believe it's right, I actually don't believe you because you only believe it's right until enough couples say it or the wrong wedding says it, and you can't actually succeed as a business. Yeah. So let's take a quick step back and, and kind of explain what an NDA is for mm -hmm. those who maybe haven't heard this term before. Um, essentially what an NDA is, what it stands for literally is non-disclosure agreement. So what does that mean? Yeah, or some people call it privacy clause, but NDA basically. It's basically like, I agree not to put your stuff on the internet or use it in any commercial capacity or, yeah, like, I am i can't release this. 
Only you can release this. Yeah. That's basically what it means. It does not mean that they own the footage, yeah. by the way. In a wedding contest. And NDAs are also common in really anything. If someone's going to share their idea with you, and we had, to, we had to sign an NDA when we were reviewing someone's proposal for an app, and we were going to build the app. Like, well, we're, so, they're sharing their intellectual property with us. We're agreeing to not disclose anything about the app yeah. or the release of a camera or whatever it might be. That's what an NDA is. It's to protect, a lot of times, intellectual property. Yes. But the issue is, is like, the NDA is typically on certain specific things, right? So the other day, like, I was at a place, and Good Morning America was there, and they're filming. So I'm shooting BTS for the business. Mm. And the guy comes, he's like, hey, just so you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I got it. Like, he can't tell me I can't shoot in the business. He has no jurisdiction on that. I cannot he's I cannot take their content and put it in my video. Mm. Right? And so it's like the NDA is not on the people necessarily. The, and it's all about how you use something and what they're saying. And like so people like misunderstand that. Like that bride's like, oh, you won't take my license, my likeness. You can't take my likeness. And like, yeah, that's true. I can't just break into your wedding start shooting pictures of a person who didn't sign a contract with me and then say that they got a wedding film from me to promote my business. I can't say that they endorse this brand when they don't. Right. So that's why that's really what it's for. Um, and why you actually need to actually, you, you don't want to be doing this is basically what I'm saying. You need to do it. And so you're, you need this content right. as a wedding filmmaker. You can't, you can't run a business without wedding films. Yeah. That's very basic. So, like, I think that's the first understanding is, hey, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. You agree not to release their film, essentially. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people want it because they say they're private. Yeah. It's really not that complicated. Yeah. And I would just, you know, of course, have to do all the premising of, like, Jason and I are not lawyers by any means. Sometimes we might think we are, but we have not passed well, the we bar. We pay money to lawyers. <laughs> but, 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 you know, based on our conversations with our lawyer... Uh, and, uh, you know, this is really just our perspective on, uh, why, uh, you know, you might want to approach things and talk to your lawyer about very specific things when it comes to your contracts, the wedding industry, et cetera. Well, you but, can have an NDA on the, de the final deliverable, but not on the footage. Like yeah. you could have an NDA where it's yeah. like the, like. But you can't because you can have a license on the yeah. final deliverable, but not the footage. Yeah. So when people are asking for an NDA, typically, I think it really falls into like two categories, right? One is either you're really famous. Yep. And two is um, you're not really famous, right? So the the people that maybe you would want to consider, um, you know, doing an NDA for or maybe the people that you think is worth it for you. Uh, to get in an inner circle because clearly if you shoot, you know, uh, Tiger Woods sweating and you are in that circle, you might get hired not because you're posting it to Instagram, which would be cool, right? You'd probably get a lot of work from that, but they are cutting off that opportunity for you. You cannot post it to Instagram. You can't put it out there. You can't put footage. You can't show how awesome you did, whatever. But maybe you're getting into the inner circle. Maybe you're working with a planner that you want to work with. So you might decide like, Hey, in that case, an NDA might be worth it to me. Right. Well, like, I think it's important. Like you're kind of alluding at essentially NDA is costly to you. Yes. As a business person, there is a cost. So yeah. when, 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 when people are like, why are you charging for that? Well, I'm 
paying them a heavy price for this. Right. And the price is like, if you, I think celebrity weddings are a good way to look at it. That celebrity knows if, 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 and by the way, not every celebrity makes you sign an NDA, by the way, but that celebrity knows if you release my content, it will be valuable to you. It will generate leads for you. It will help you. Um, by the way, they, they might not be saying it's not going to be released. They might be saying you can't release it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to release it. It can't appear on your Instagram. It has to have my logo on it and your, all that stuff, which also screws you by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but regardless, it's like, there's a cost and that, and that person typically would be willing to pay for it because they're not an idiot and they know like it would really help them if, I don't know, you're shooting like. Barack Obama divorces Michelle and he gets married to a new, like you shoot Barack Obama's wedding or some celebrity's wedding. It's very valuable to them, to you. And I think it's important to think about that example and then realize like how many weddings do we get booked? Not because we're the best filmmaker, but because we've shot that venue a lot. Yeah, a lot. There's just the SEO value being yeah. online, being on Vimeo, being on YouTube, like having it, um, be something that we've done someone will type in into google uh boston public library uh you know wedding video and boop we pop or, up because we've been there vermont times. same sex wedding whatever or whatever any, anything where it's like your that person sees themselves in your content you it's to that person who's that shopping right that's valuable and so so we just posted a film that we did uh, a week and a half ago in boston uh, we haven't, it's, it's our kind of boutique brand. So maybe we're doing like five weddings a year under this label, right? We post a film, hype film, crazy. That week we went from zero inquiries to four inquiries, high end brides have the money, 10,000 plus dollar tons you know, of, budgets, tons of planners following us. Lot, big the, we collaborated with the, the planner so that it's going out to all her planner friends. Like it got us a ton of exposure. Pretty much, if that had an NDA, that's limiting my opportunity to make potentially $100,000 just by not posting a freaking Instagram video. Yes. So when you think about the $100,000 of potential that you can make on that one video that you're going to post, if it's, and think about even the if lifetime. It's $8, think about the lifetime of mm -hmm. that potential lead chain. You might be introduced to a planner who introduces you to, to another planner. You might get to work your dream venue. Like Think about the chain of events by just doing an NDA and just, and now imagine doing that for free for just so giving many someone an NDA for no money at all. So many wedding filmmakers have had their life changed by one film, one film. You don't know what film that's going to be like. And that's the other thing is you're signing the NDA beforehand. Yep. There are plenty of weddings where I've shot them. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. This is not good. I'll sign. Right. I'll give you like, don't assume anything. Right. You might show up there and, and actually, the other thing is the couples actually sometimes don't even really want the NDA. Right. If you just have it on like, so, so let's talk about selling these things because I think we've established your commercial films for your thing. Like that, that bride was wrong. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have been paying her. Your contract is a, is a release. That is what your contract is supposed to be. Right. And, 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 the, it, and just to, to clarify, yes, if I was to, use someone else's likeness and make money off someone else's likeness. But I couldn't do that if I shot a paparazzi shot of George Clooney. I couldn't try to sell my cologne 
with a paparazzi side of George Clooney. That would be using his likeness to make money. Same way, using someone random, you know, bride who likes her privacy for my, you know, to make money off of. I couldn't do that. But when I do have that contract that states, hey, you are signing this away, that's what gives you the right to be able to use that film. The footage is still yours, still belongs to you, whatever. Like, you can post, you know, anything outside of that person's you likeness. have a license to publish the content but yes. i own the content right so when i want to make a highlight reel of my entire 20 like so the reason it's i'm not like i'm not even just sending you and that's just case law that's not even in the contract that you own the footage whoever like pushes the button on that camera owns the footage well, unless it's work for hire. Which, unless it's work for hire and you have a contract we're in structured, place. But, like, but that you have to, that's important to, to clarify. Without any structure in place, that footage belongs to the person who pushes the button pretty and much. captures it. So make sure if someone else is shooting for you, by the way, unless sure they're you using your a, cameras, a, make sure you have a, a, a document that states, hey, this is work for hire. You are just working for my production company. I still own the footage. I can use it. You don't own the footage. Yeah, me. unless you're using your cameras. Really? Yeah. If you're using your cameras. What if they're rented? Does well, that it belong to the who rental paid company? For, no, who paid for them? Really? Who, yeah, yeah. It's like if you're using your all your stuff. I would need to look into that. I haven't seen anything. I, I'm pretty that. sure if you're using all your stuff, like I like the, they would go like, that's clearly a work for hire situation. Even if you forgot to specifically write it, they would know like well, this person. I wouldn't encourage someone to take that to court. Because then they're getting paid to press a button. They're not getting paid to create content. You right. Know? Anyway. Right. Th we're not, that, call your own lawyer about that stuff. <laughs> call we your own lawyer about all of it. I don't want to be liable for any of it. <laughs> well, but I will say, like, I have enough experience in the commercial world to tell you, like, that person, like, literally can't demand that you don't publish their content right. unless they pay you right. or unless you are willing to foolishly give them an NDA for free. So, so let's talk about just the, the politics of NDAs. Okay. So couples call you, they want privacy, you know, when, and you kind of alluded to this, when is it worth it to do an NDA? Yeah. I kind of alluded to it. I think if, if you're working with a planner that you want to work with, you're like, Hey, this is the end. Because you know the money-making opportunity is working with that planner. She's going to hire you for another one, and maybe that one doesn't require an NDA. Well, that and NDA, it, the, the NDA payment is the next wedding with that planner. Right, right. And you're going to be into the circle and whatever. Like, that's interesting. But the other person that I, I was talking about, the non-celebrity, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that to me, um, I would think maybe isn't even worth your time. Like, unless you really need that four thousand dollar job mm -hmm. and you're gonna sign an nda for free for four thousand dollars some people might be in that situation yeah. I, I, you know i, I definitely want to speak to those people yeah without mocking anyone mm -hmm. i think it's worth it if you really need the money mm -hmm. like money to me trumps when it comes to like running a business it's everything and so you know if you know you're just not in a position you don't have the authority in the market you're new Beggars can't be choosers. Like if you're in that situation, you can't do it for most, but you you might be it might be worth it to you. You have to yep. you only you know that. Yeah. But I would say that <clears throat> just know you're giving something up. Just know you're a whipping boy yep. and and just know that you you're you're the dog in the relationship mm -hmm. and no one cares about you and you have no authority. And but I think generally 
you should be striving to be like, no, eventually I am going to be either charging for my NDAs or just refusing them. I know planners that won't take a wedding with anyone who's not a celebrity that wants an NDA. Yeah, right. The only NDAs they'll take are celebrities. Because they know the value of that wedding to them. And a lot of planners are only doing like seven weddings max, five to 10 weddings a year, maybe. So if you're taking away 20% of their marketing opportunity and it's say it's their best wedding of the year, most planners are not doing it. So there is precedence, not just in the wedding film world, not just in photography, but with planners too. You have a whole industry. Like people make fun of the wedding industry. Like, oh, it's an industry. The wedding so tax. Much money and like all these people are taking advantage. No, no, no. This is all good. This is good that we have a wedding industry with common language and common practices because guess what happened? I got off the phone with that bride today. She's going to go to some other wedding filmmaker and they're probably going to say the same thing I did. They'll be like, well, maybe they're a little bit more like fudgy about Happy whatever. Happy to be there too. Happy to be there. Oh yeah, whatever. I can't believe they oh, would charge for an NDA. We would, blah, blah, blah. we would never violate your privacy. Like yeah, yeah. That. We care Fine. about you as a person. Fine. I would say whoever is not charging for an NDA, I'm uh, much more successful than them. I can promise you that. But I would say- um, The films aren't better. The films aren't better, and you know maybe that person just needs the opportunity. I'm not really making fun of that person, whatever. No, there's nothing but, like like I said. It, you know, if you need money, then then you know I get it. I, I think it's a slippery slope when wedding filmmakers start giving that away for free. I would say if you're gonna do it, do it for a little bit, but then you should be aiming to really charge. It's it's kind of like the you know I, I put it in the same category as like charge what you're worth. It's like it's it's a sign of disrespect. I think when someone's asking you for an NDA and they expect it to give it to you, stand up for yourselves, guys. Like it's like not. Yeah, that I, I would say the other side of the, the like of why it's worth it, like you had alluded to, is potentially vendor related. Like if Corbin, if I got right. an opportunity right. to with Corbin Gergen, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, right, to get into the room, right. And 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 if and the other thing is if she signed an NDA or if like a bunch of the high end vendors also signed an NDA. Yep. I know that there's like credibility to the NDA. Yeah. Right. And so I might do it. Right. And and, and this but, is but really. It's, but to me, it's the same. It's all like w- what marketing opportunity is more valuable to me? Is it releasing some content or is it working with good people? I'm not actually compromising anything. Right. In either of those situations. I'm either taking like the burden hand is the relationship with the planner. So that's yeah. more important to me. But also. You know, this brings up an important point that I feel like no one has thought about until like I'm the only person I feel like I've talked about it much is um, if you sign an NDA and if the planner doesn't have an NDA, what happens when the planner's like, hey, I would love to have like a reel of my work from that day. You're working with your dream planner and you have to turn around and say, oh, I gave this NDA away for free to the couple. Sorry, I can't share anything. That sucks. That sucks. The planner thinks you screwed them. So it hurts your relationship with the planner at the end of the day. So that is also something, an aspect to this to really keep in mind because that's happened to us. We've been like, shoot, like we gave this NDA away for very cheap. And we've recently really raised our rate on the NDA. Like, um, you know, which kind of leads me, why don't we start talking about just how should you charge? How should for you, an NDA? well, and it's how should you charge and how should you sell it in sales, I think are important. Because I think the first thing you should do is try to talk someone out of an NDA. Sure. The first thing you should try to do is say, well, tell me what your concerns are. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like, 
you know, you might be able to create some kind of like, let me show it to you first or, or trust me, I won't do this or I won't do that. You don't have to get into the legal re- – like you might be able to make assurances mm-hmm. to that couple where they are realizing you're not going to – you're not going to embarrass them Yeah, in any way. And I think um, – I don't find that works, but – it does, is a starting point. <laughs> no, you should you should have a conversation and let them like hear what their concerns are. Sure, I wouldn't say sure. don't do that. That's dumb. Yeah, hear what their be, concerns are. I would sure. say, well, tell me it what your concerns are, and you know, like like because you might they might say like, well, we just don't want like our like certain moments, or we don't want this, or we don't, and like sure, sure, like fair. you might be able to say like, okay, well, if I create like a piece of marketing material and we just show your reception, right? You know, like. Like you want to like if you can convince a person and and if that doesn't work, you know, typically, um, obviously you have to present some kind of price. I think the first thing a lot of people do wrong is they put in when we used to do this, they put an NDA like as an option in their a la carte. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should ever bring it up. Yeah. Until they bring it up. Mm-hmm. Make a mask because what a lot of people will do is they'll look and go like. Oh yeah, that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Chick, like these people are probably rich; they can afford. If they know they could right. have it, they might just buy it. Right. If they didn't, they 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 you might have created demand. Yeah, I I think, I mean, it's in our contract, currently. Like here are our NDA options. You know, privacy clause. The contract options. is a little different to me. Sure. But if it's on your but a la carte something page, they read. Oh yeah, a la carte page on the website. It shouldn't be in a sales it. environment. It should be like forget about it. Yeah. Behind some kind of relationship wall. Yep. Like I, I don't want a person to know about it till I've had a, at least a consult with mm-hmm. them. I don't want them to be like, oh, I looked at your packages and I want highlight film yeah. ceremony NDA. Yeah. In this <laughs> case today, it was literally the first thing my bride asked me about. I was like, this isn't going to work because you're not going to like what I have to say. And like, we're not going to budge and you're going to be a lawyer girl. And like, <laughs> it's not going to work. Oh, she's a lawyer. Yeah, she sounded like she was a lawyer. She was like, she watched well, the- she goes, well, the recent uh, ruling in New York, blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We're not going to be a good fit because I'm not going to do it based on what your interpretation of no, New York law is. Well, additionally, like, you, you, our agreement is that you, any agreement you sign is the agreement. It doesn't matter case law. The agreement uh, is I get to use this. That is our yes, agreement. Exactly. So that I will say, I don't have to be a lawyer to explain to you. If you're listening to this, if you say to the client, I can do this and they say yes and sign the contract, it doesn't matter if California decided people need to if they they're giving you permission that is the contract yes i would say at least there's an argument to be made that you know they can't sue you but you know i think things are, are crazy in that world and i'm glad i'm not a lawyer because it Me sounds too. awful but um yes to your point yes um so that, I, I that's think, how it's supposed to be structured yeah yep i think that um you know when it when it comes to charging uh for an nda there, there are a couple different options you know um i know some people who charge a percentage sometimes it's 20 percent of their overall cost right so it's like the higher dollar amount if you're charging fifty thousand to me that makes a ton of sense by the way i'm gonna charge you ten thousand dollars for an nda it's a percentage-based thing like that works for a lot of people because it's the higher you go up the more it's gonna be well it's very much like a licensing cost Uh, like now a lot of times the the percentage will go down as the cost goes up Mm -hmm. 
So it's like, oh, it's twenty percent under five grand and seventeen percent up to ten. You can get in. You can yeah. make it as complicated as you want, man. But it makes sense to be a percentage. Nothing makes me want to get into wedding videography more than talking about tiered percentages Ooh, I, you of wanna, contracts. I, I, oh, you're speaking my it. language. Talk oh dirty to me. Kill me. Like, <laughs> but a percentage is is a way to do it. Um, the way that we do it, and we've chosen to do it, is we we have two different tiers. One tier is going to be full buyout NDA. It's going to cost you a certain amount of money, and it's this is just what we do. Thousands of dollars um, for us. It's not a percentage based because you know I don't think we we've gotten to that point yet. Um, for us, like we're I don't know. I, I just like the dollar amount up front. And then the other option is um, a partial buyout, a part a partial NDA, which it's, essentially, and it's all about the likeness, right? Which is all about the likeness. So essentially, we can use shots from your wedding. We can use the venue. We can use the flowers. If I shot your planner, uh, a, a couple shots of them, you know, arranging a bouquet or whatever, I can use them. I can be in the spaces. I can use your dress. But when it comes to your likeness, I'm not going to use shots of you in your face. Which is I really, could even use, yeah. All it. This is political, by the way, guys. Like when we do this, we, in reality. I'm fairly certain that you actually can't say you can't show footage of the venue or of flowers from someone's wedding. Like, I'm pretty certain you don't like no NDA would cover that. Mm -hmm. Like you would be like, what, like what, like what if someone flew a drone over it? Like uh, they can't, they can do that. Mm -hmm. So the person's not in it. So they can't say like, Oh, you, what that tree that's in the, that's in the front. Yeah. Like where's the line? Yep. Yep. Like how, like, where's the line? So I, I'm pretty sure like it's, they're really designed to cover likenesses. Yep. They're not so much designed to cover like a planner's work. Right. I just got, we just did a job last week. A planner hired us, basically paid full rate, like a wedding to just come and shoot, set up and final design. Mm -hmm. None. The couple didn't want anyone there. Yep. So no, we don't, we didn't see the couple at all. That, what about that situation? Right. What if they were like, oh, I don't want that. It's like, I'm pretty sure that like yep. anyone would be like, sorry, couple. Like, you don't own the Liberty Hotel. Yep. You don't own those flowers. You don't own that table. Yep. You do, no, nothing about this is yours. Yep. You, like, you're just borrowing the space from the Liberty. Yep. So, so it's like, we do that. I'm, it's not a, we're not making I, a legal recommendation. We're I, just, I agree. That's we don't want to do be in the, the political thing. The main thing to me isn't even the, the money necessarily in that I need to make money on licensing or whatever, or even we do volume, dude. Yeah. Like we're going to shoot 200 weddings this year. Like I don't necessarily need uh, this one wedding from the Boston public library because I have four more this year. Like mm -hmm. it's fine. I don't need it for those reasons. Like other people who are doing 10 weddings a year would need it. Um, so I get it. But the thing that's most important to me is my relationships with planners, photographers, people that we work with and not screwing them or the venue. So, even. So that's why I, I create that option. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it is political. It's uh, okay. You're agreeing that we can still use your wedding. You're still going to have to pay for us not to use the full film because that's hurting my marketing opportunity. But I can share the shots from the wedding so that everyone can be happy on the team. Um, and, and, and and what we're referring to, guys, is like we make a lot of like 30-second detail reels for planners. Right. They do really well on social. They do really well for us. They get us work. They get the planner work, which also gets us work. Yep. And they don't have people in them. They just have details of the table, of the things, 
if we are able to put people in them, we often do because we think it's more human and it's better storytelling. But there's a lot of value to just push-ins of table settings and beautiful scenery and, and that that's the planner's work. So we give it to them. We hit collab on Instagram. We both get reach from both of our social media accounts. And, and the last thing we would want for our client is, and for the planner partner is that we give them something or like you had already mentioned. And then the client's like, what the heck? We signed an NDA and we were like, well, technically you're wrong because your face was like, right. we don't want to get into that debate with right. them. So we've created a political relational opportunity so that everyone can get something valuable and the couple can still feel like they were in the loop. They knew what was going on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of how we've dealt with it. Um, you know, obviously how much are we charging these days? Uh, I think it's two grand for the straight up NDA buyout. And then I think it's like a thousand or 500 or something for somewhere around there for the partial. Do you have any weddings that you can just bring to mind? that have generated more weddings? Yeah. What's like a, one of the big ones for us? So I shot a wedding probably in like 2014, forever ago. Uh, shot a wedding. A couple walked up to me at the wedding and said, hey, we noticed how in the background you were, how just good energy you have, all this stuff. Uh, our wedding is in two weeks. And we haven't hired a videographer because we were scared. We didn't want someone to be intrusive on our day, whatever. But we really like you. I, and I'm like, you haven't even seen the work. They're like, no, no, no. But we can tell. You, you know what you're doing. Cool. Awesome. We'd love to hire you. Here's $5,000. You know, that's probably what we were charging back then. Uh, create our wedding film. Okay, where is it? Okay, it's at this venue. Um, it's in Connecticut. Cool. I'm there. We shoot the uh, wedding. The bride then lets us know a month later, hey, I just got hired by the venue to be their full-time coordinator. At this venue. Sweet. That's awesome. Great op- great job. Great opportunity. Yeah. Um, we need a video on our website to be able to showcase the event space. Could I use my wedding film on the site? Pfft, of course. Yeah, definitely. Send it to them. We actually send them an embed link <laughs> to my Vimeo page with my logo at the bottom. They embed it on their website. And since then, we've probably shot 25 to 30 weddings at this so, venue. So listen... That is minimum, guys, 100K yes. of revenue. I don't know which of the film or films, like, for instance, Witchmare Beach Club, um, Castle Hill, Boston Public Library, like the t- places we shoot a lot that are high-end, high-dollar, Crane Estate. Like, the reason we shoot Crane Estate all the time is because we shot Crane Estate. Right. And, of course, the planners work there and stuff. But, but in general, like, we're not the only people who could shoot Crane Estate. Right. Anyone could shoot Crane Estate. People are just like, they're just looking and like, oh, they're, oh, that's Crane Estate. Oh, they're pretty good. Wow, that's great film. And that's where I'm getting married. Yep. Like, oh, have you worked with my photographer? Yes. Oh, have you worked with my planner? Yes. Oh, have you? Oh, they can both, I afford it? They yeah. both recommended you. Both of them did. Oh, great. Shoe in. Done. Yeah. It, it's, it's like you, I, we always, we talk about referral trees a lot in here. Your own films are a referral tree. You got to realize that yeah. like anything you're putting out there. And so, well, and we made a mistake recently in, in recent years of uh, making all of our films private as a default on YouTube and on Vimeo. Well, on, on Vimeo, especially um, just as a default, because, you know, I, you don't want to show all of your films. I feel like 
uh, you know, if yeah, it was, some of them if it was might a bad be... weather day and everyone was inside the whole day, I'm not going to showcase that film for someone to look at and be like, they suck. And it's like, no, it was literally in a ballroom without any windows. Like, I don't suck. <laughs> that wedding venue sucks. Like, I'm not going to showcase that wedding. Um, so we made the decision, actually, without me knowing, by the way, uh, that they were going to make all the films private. And then recently I was like, all these films are private. I don't we think need they should to, all be public. We but... should make most of these public, especially the the venues that we're doing, because it just is The only ones SEO that, in my opinion, shouldn't be public are ones that someone paid to not be public. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And the ones in a crummy ballroom without I would those. disagree with you, but it would have to I be would agree with me. It would have to be so bad. Like a wedding that is well, like some weddings so, are so bad. A wedding that sticks out is like this is so bad. Because I just look at it as like if we do this venue and they have a great outdoor space and like everyone has shot great weddings there and then the one wedding film that we have that pops up in someone's screen is the crummy basement like because it was raining outside i don't want to showcase that wedding but i don't know teach their own i would mainly just say probably no one's gonna watch it if the thumbnail's not good so yeah just put a bad thumbnail if you don't want me to watch it sure sure anywho um but yeah yeah that that's kind of what um what we've done but but you're right like if you just put it out there just the natural seo of like and and now imagine so so i want to paint a dark world we're trying to give you like by the way a justification of why you should be Charging for this. I, I want to paint a very dark world. Okay, do it. Five years from now. Five years from now. Where every bride, all of a sudden it becomes Trump is president again. Dude, there's thunder and lightning every day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but imagine it becomes fashionable to have an NDA. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and all of a sudden every bride. The not release, like says the an F article. The not releases a, a dumb effing article about why every bride should have an NDA. Uh, Imagine. Okay. So brides know about this. Now everyone thinks they're super important and shouldn't be shown online. What kind of world could that be? Privacy, whatever. They're super important. I know. Uh, And now everyone's just giving away NDAs for free because that's what would happen. Like when people were giving their deposits back during COVID. Right, right. right. Those (laughs) people. Uh, Yeah. Making everyone else look greedy by standing by their contract. Anyways. Uh, so imagine that happens and everyone is just giving away NDAs for free. Um, eventually, what does that do for the wedding film industry? On so many levels, it hurts the wedding industry. Well, industry. and the one guy who's willing to, whose work is so good that they don't have to compromise on anything will crush you more and more and more. Yes. Like, it just makes the amount of awesome wedding films that are coming out now. Just look at the growth in the last five years in our industry. So many different people. Like we're about to have Stanton Giles on the podcast. What he's able to do with his elopements, what Ray is able to do. Big, huge events. You know, what someone like um, Bottle Brush does. Like super eclectic and like creative and cool. Um, now, imagine the amount of weddings, less weddings like that, that you're just seeing. You're like, well, wedding filmmaking kind of sucks, right? Like I haven't seen a good wedding film in years. Because the amount of weddings that are getting published are just smaller and smaller and smaller. You're not able to get it out there. Um, and then also, what does it do for everyone's pocketbook? Like the people who would stand by their guns and say, no, like this is not how I operate. It either goes one or two ways. They're either going to be like, not get hired because everyone else is doing it or uh they're going to be crushing because 
it's just not as important to them to have an N- or NDA. They're like, no, we're going to stick by our guns. They're either going to crush well, everyone else. Well, it's going to go one way or another. And the irony is like there's no right or wrong. It's not unethical. It would be one thing if it was like there's no ethics where you are wrong for releasing someone's wedding film unless you said you no, wouldn't. No. So so it's like one of those things Anyone where Anyone who like, makes that argument is not a serious person. No, no, because it's, it's like... ethics of release. Like, I'm private. Here with people that. need private. It's like... Okay, well, that very other same. There's also people offended that you didn't release their wedding film. Right, 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 right. So it's it, like, there's no moral. Like it's not a moral discussion. It's just a it's a marketing discussion. That's right. how you need to think about it. And right. so this is what well, I would also ask. also a legal discussion of like, hey, if I'm out in the street, I can take a photo of your dumb face. Yes, like I can do that legally. The court will stand by me and they'll laugh in your face. Being like, you're in a public space, like with a trash bag on your head, like, and a photographer took a picture of you because you look like an idiot and it's a good photo. Like, yeah. you, they can do that legally. It's been but proven you, in court. But you can't take their photo and then say, Ronnie trash bags, this person loves them. <laughs> and that's what you're doing with your wedding film. Yeah. You're selling a product. Right. So it, 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 the precedence that you, you so you so this is my recommendation with NDAs. First of all, charge a lot of money. Make it hurt. Like I don't know what you need to charge, but that person should have to think twice. Mm-hmm. It should not be a no brainer to them. Whatever. If a, if a lot of people, if no one ever like looks at your NDA price and says I can't work with you, is not high enough. I honestly believe that. If someone's like literally just fishing around for someone who's going to lowball an NDA, mm-hmm. they don't care about a wedding film anyway. Right. And, and I, to this point, I would say it's not about the money. It's not about the money of like, it's not a money making opportunity to no. have an NDA no. in your contract. It's That's not what it's about. The reason why you charge a lot is to dissuade. $2,000 is nothing. It. I'm like pissed that it's $2,000 because we just ex- like, it can't be a hundred. Right. But we just exemplified in several occasions the value of wedding films mm-hmm. to me as an artist. Yeah. They're worth way more than $2,000. That's not even one wedding for me. Like, honestly, it could, the actual value of the NDA to me really should be probably like 10K because that's my top package. And so when my book. So you should charge more than what the couple even paid for the wedding film for the NDA. Well, we can't do that. Right. But that's what it's worth to you. So it's like, if you're, if you're going to do it for $200 or 250, like that's just ridiculous. It should be enough that the person looks at it and goes like, wow, that's expensive. And then you can explain to them why Yeah. you can explain to them. Well, you know, for me, I only do a few wedding films a year. I only do 20 wedding films a year. And you know, I really, really need this to, um, literally feed my family. So if you don't care about that, like, and and this is what I would say to you is like, do you really want to work with people who literally don't care that your business goes out of business? Like that's not how they're thinking, but like all the people like I'm fine with it. I think most people don't care if your business goes out of business. I don't care. COVID proved that. (laughs) I don't care because I don't need that relationship, but I've told all the time by wedding filmmakers that it's all about the connection. And so you have this connection with this couple who makes you sign an NDA. It's like, that person doesn't care about you. <laughs> they just proved it to you. They, they right. don't that, care. That's why that, that argument is not It's true. bump. And, and I it's, think most people don't believe that anymore. They did believe that at one point. It's all business. Years ago. It's business it's on business. their end and business COVID, on my end. COVID changed that philosophy 100% when all their friends were literally 
screwing them relentlessly. And literally we're asking for refunds and like, I don't care that it's a pandemic. Like I'm going to take you to court and screw you to the nth degree. That is what people did. Your friends did. So your friend clients, or they would like literally just like, it's just funny when you, when you, when you really understand that like it is business for all parties. Yes. For them and for you. And it, and you can have very good business relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Like very, a lot of fun. You might even become friends with them. And that's fine too. Like plenty of the people that we have been our clients. I was, I was going down the list of like all the people in our industry whose weddings I've shot mm-hmm. locally. Like so many people. So many planners, so many florists, so many people who work in the industry. And and I'm like looking at these films and I'm like, every one of these films is so valuable to me. Yeah. Like, like the, you know, the one with like Kayla the other day from Buds, right? That reel did really well for us because her husband was crying like a baby and it was cute and everybody loved it and she looks great and great reaction. She's big in the industry locally. Everyone loves Kayla. Right. Good reason. Great florist. Really sweet person. Amazing. And so I know for a fact that like we released this, it's done really well for us. She's of course a great partner. She knows the industry. She doesn't give us any crap or whatever, but it's like, you're like, you're telling me your content is so valuable as a filmmaker, like as an artist. And it is, it literally has financial value. Your art is worth money. You shouldn't let someone tell you how to use the thing that you make that's valuable, that you can't make more money with it. I honestly believe I would support any filmmaker who said, I refuse to sign an NDA with anyone. If you had enough leads and you could handle it, I don't think it would be ridiculous. Right. Right. But that's why I say, like, I'm in a position to get off a phone call after five minutes with a bride who's like, this is a, a... you know, uh, non-negotiable for me. I go, well, okay, it's non-negotiable for me too. We should just get off the phone call because I'm going to shoot eight weddings on your wedding day next year, lady. Like <laughs> it's a drop in the bucket for me. Well, it's easy for me to say. just shoot one, I'll get someone else. Well, it's easy for me to say. I would say the person that is just starting out, they get 10 leads a year, 20 leads a year. Like it's going to be a lot harder for you. And I do have empathy for like, we were all there, early filmmakers. Like I get it. You kind of just have to be the whipping boy when you first start and take every opportunity. That's what I would actually recommend for you. Mm-hmm. Be hungry, t- do the NDA for free, whatever it takes. Like th- that's work that you can take from me. And this bride had a $10,000 budget, by the way. I got off the phone call with her f- after five minutes because I was like, it's not worth the, your $10,000 to me. Um, but for someone, that is worth it. So, but I would say long-term, as you become more experienced, you're gonna start realizing the value long-term. Once you create that demand for yourself, like you're really gonna understand, like just like exactly what you're saying. This one film could be actually worth two hundred thousand dollars to me long term. Like you could like look at like the drinks. I like Eugene. The drinks. I I like Eugene. He's a great filmmaker. Yeah. I really only know this one film he made. He literally posted it again the other day. He's posted that film a hundred times probably. Why every time he does it makes him money. And it's good, all that stuff. And like, whatever it is, everyone has that like film or films that are just crowd pleasers. Yep. They just make money. They're they're important to their brand. Yep. They're important. 
and your films are important. They're important to you. They're important to your couples. They're important to your next couple. And and like if you are just flippant about this, so let's let's just kind of get a little to close the episode. You know, I think if really quickly, if you're an established filmmaker, charge a lot of money, make it hurt. I don't know what that number is. Probably shouldn't be too much more than 20% of the total invoice. I don't know. We're not experts on that. You know, if people are buying it too much, you're probably too cheap. I think the person I want to talk to is that person who you mentioned who is early and they're having to make decisions about this. You know, how would you recommend someone who really actually, because they need money, but they also need content. How do they balance that? The need for money, because I'm not—I don't know if this is happening a lot. By the way, I, I like—I don't know if people who are starting out are dealing with these types yeah. of clients or not. But yeah. let's assume that they maybe are. Yeah, I, I think you're right in that when you first start out, you're probably not dealing with a lot. Of, you're, you're shooting country clubs. Not a lot of people in country clubs are gonna want an NDA or even know what an NDA is. They're just happy to get married and. They're going to do whatever. And, so, and like you, with you, our experience, they kind of like being on your social media feed. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's oh, fun. Man, it's an man. honor. Blah, blah, blah. They're your friends. Right. So you they're know, the people they're, who use social media for fun. Right. Right. Um, when you start getting into like a little bit higher end stuff, maybe even like your local weatherman, like you're shooting weddings for him or whatever. Yeah. Professionals, like white collar professionals, lawyers, doctors, yeah. whatever. People that are like doctors don't want to be the internet because I think. I think every doctor is afraid of getting killed from past clients. Well, they have their contract <laughs> with Big Pharma. To right, 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 right. Yeah, to protect. Um, yeah. But, so. uh, but yeah, so I would say um, uh, uh, Kalen from White and Reverie, uh, we had him on weeks ago, um, said something that I thought was really interesting, and, and I think it's a part of his curriculum. So I don't want to totally steal it. I'm definitely going to give him all the credit. Um, but how many boxes do they check off? Is it like two out of three boxes that you have? Is it? you know, three out of five boxes that you have, that is that how you decide to take the type of work that you're yeah, taking? The, Does it pay the bills? Mm -hmm. Is it a place that you want to be? Is it with a couple that you really want to work with? Um, you know, um, are they making you sign an NDA? <laughs> you know, what is it what, with what the are, partners that you want? Well, are they with the partners that you want? Like th those, those are good kind of starting points. I think every person has to decide for themselves what those boxes are and how many boxes it requires for them to be able to take that work. Uh, for me, I would just make the uh, NDA box a lot bigger of a check than other boxes potentially. Uh, and, and yeah, it's NDA weighted is a, a bit is a big like negative for us. Yeah, we really when we're in a place where we don't need to do anything that we don't want to do, mm -hmm. and most of our partners we're all on the same page. Like the 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 wedding planners we work with typically are not going to be willing to work with someone because if you're doing five and you'll find this the higher end wedding planners are either Lots of NDAs because they're huge celebrities, which are, in my opinion, probably worth it. Yeah. Or are people who, you know, need that content. Right. So okay. you you probably will have your boxes checked yeah. easily just by that nature. Yeah. And and I would also say, like, the person who's going to complain about the price in your NDA, like, the reason why they're so upset about how much it costs is because they don't value – the work that you do the same way that you do. They're going to look at it and go, even $250. When our NDA years ago was $250, I had people complain about it. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you would charge for like our privacy 
and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just like clearly they don't understand the value that your work has. And so those people, I would say like, they're not willing to pay $250. Clearly they don't value your work. In in a world of, of people always talking about like, value your work, value your I wonder pricing. if you just- that, Like literally this person that is complaining about your $250 pricing does not value your work. What if every all? wedding had a $2,000 marketing discount? instead <laughs> like yeah. what if what if you the way you listed your pricing well, that's was, how it actually applies that is what it is so it's okay like, so i have an eleven thousand dollar package but yeah. i'm going to give you a two thousand dollar marketing discount and so they were the only one who didn't get a discount so everyone if, else got a discount if i had to yeah yeah because that, that's essentially okay lady you think that i should pay you for marketing i'm just going to charge you 250 dollars more or two thousand dollars more or whatever it would be for every single every single person, and then if I want to use your film, I'll pay you the two thousand dollars. But I'm gonna charge everyone else two thousand dollars more. Or you what know? if you said, okay, I'm gonna charge you ten grand, but every wedding I get referred from your wedding, I'm gonna give you two hundred dollars back. Right. Those people are like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is to me. Yeah. That's what it is to me. You would take the money, bride. Yeah. So I, what, you want me to not take the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I, I think like that's a fool's errand, by the way, to explain that to people. Right. Like, I would never recommend getting into legal battles with couples. Yeah. I think when you get into that situation, because they might actually come back. So you don't want to be a jerk. You, you yeah. just want to say no. I can't do that. That person might literally go and be like, dang, I couldn't win that lick their wounds for two days they'll be like i'll find someone and then they go and look around they're like oh everyone who doesn't charge for an nda is literally a craigslist person okay and uh, I, or, or right. like or like literally i don't like anyone else's work right and i couldn't win that argument right so you don't want to make an enemy yeah you want to keep people in a place like you want to walk away and say hey this might not be a good fit you be classy mm -hmm. all that stuff don't get into like explaining things to people and in embarrassing people you don't win stuff. when you're already talking no. about law <laughs> yeah just just kind of tell people this is what we do and yeah and cold in like a nice emotionless non-upset way yeah but i will say to someone like a know your line like you said know the boxes that what are, that they need to check and then i think the other thing is I think it's okay, especially if you are, you know, you're doing like 80 leads a year, 60, 50. You're low. You're new, right? You're not booking that many. You can make a decision when you're looking. Like I would say like I wouldn't want more than 10% of my total weddings to have an NDA no matter what. Totally. I, would, I would have a percentage in my mind because I know I need out of those other – if I'm doing 20 weddings and two of them are NDA'd, those other 18, not all of them are going to be good enough to hit the reel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you're already, re you're reducing your total marketing like assets by 10%. So I, I think like if I didn't, like we have enough volume that we can handle it, but I would say pick a number based on what you know you do and try to figure out how many could I afford to give up? How many of these could I afford to give up if I had to, you know, and if you look and you're like, I need everything I can get, you might want to walk away from $4,000 because, first of all, someone. <laughs> Should we just leave that in the episode? Sorry, we have a freight train going by next door. Um, so you need to ask yourself, how many can I afford to give up? And 
And you might want, and I, this is the like last thing I want to say to people. You might want to walk away from a $4,000 gig because it's going to cost you 50000 And it's so hard to predict when that's going to happen. That's what I would add. It's exactly. Like, you, you you don't know when something's going to explode. But you or you don't know when ass, someone else is going to call you about the same day. You can bet your ass you'll be kicking yourself if that wedding say the photographer doesn't give an nda and then they blow up and it's like this beautiful wedding and then it's just like they can post and you can't that's also happened before where people have bought our nda because they're like ah it was cheaper than what the photographer was willing to charge mm -hmm. therefore they didn't do it for the photographer but they did it with you because they're like yeah you know it's cheap enough whatever uh and they you know explode and you're just kind of on the outside looking in well you don't think it's valuable just have the person somewhere in the bottom of your caption say at Stop Go Love, that's you haven't made a ton of money being tagged on photographers' photos. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> you don't make anything off of no. that. No, like, and so I, I think, like, I guess to simplify, a it's worth money. Hopefully, we've simplified to you that it should be worth money because it's costing you money. It literally is. It's literally costing you probably tens of thousands of dollars if it's the wrong wedding. And second of all, please stick to your guns. Don't be ashamed. Be nice, but also realize like you have a very good reason for charging for an NDA. And if someone doesn't understand it, um, maybe you explain it. Maybe you don't. I don't think you should feel the need to explain it. I think just telling people. I think it usually comes across better, Jared, to tell people, well, it's just not what we do. Right. Right. Then explaining it to people. No. I don't know. Maybe you disagree, but no, I mean, that's essentially what I had to do today when I was on the call is essentially just say, I just can't, just can't do it. Like if I, if I did that for, you know, a fraction of people, it would just hurt our business, you know? And it's just like, that's just what it is. And it's not rude. It's just, just business, man. You know? Yeah. So, so do it, do make, it. Make um, sure you are charging and make sure. And honestly, um, I think I wish they would just go away. I hate the NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they won't, but I think it's okay for us to all admit that in general, NDAs suck. And like, they're not a sign of like, oh, you've made it. You're doing NDA weddings. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, NDAs suck. I haven't thought about it that way. Like, no, I, I, I've heard like, oh, when you get to the luxury, you're all doing NDA. NDA swag, man. Yeah. That's but like... it's like, like, why those guys aren't willing to, like, Ray Roman does a lot of NDAs, right? He's willing to do it because he's working with this massive planner. Are you working with Michelle Rago? Are you working with Marcy Bloom? Are you working with someone who's going to consistently get you $40,000 gigs? No. It's not. It's apples and oranges, man. When Scolding with Time or Ray Roman or Fior Films or Peyton Frank, when they're doing an NDA, they're not giving any money away. They're not. Yep. They're because they're because they're at that point they're not making tons of, they make some money off Instagram and stuff but they're making most of their money on that relationship with that planner and if that planner is like I really need you to do an NDA for this I'll do an NDA in five seconds yep even though a lot of planners like you said uh, they don't like them either so we're all on the same page yep so, uh, let's wrap this up uh, guys if you found this episode to be helpful which hopefully you have um, and just understanding like the business side I promise you're not going to find a lot of podcast for wedding filmmakers talking about ndas for an entire hour so fascinating uh, so interesting um but hopefully we've made it somewhat uh entertaining um guys give us a five-star review it's super duper helpful for us uh with all these 
podcast algorithms, with YouTube, with Facebook, just people's involvement is super helpful. So I'm asking you personally to give us a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show, uh, ways that we can uh, improve as well. And we're always looking for that. Um, The whole idea behind The Wedding Film School is that we are giving away free content on a weekly basis to help the wedding industry in general uh, become better wedding filmmakers. Jason and I have been uh, privileged enough to run a wedding film company for going on 15 years now. You can learn from our mistakes. We, we do volume, um, so we don't necessarily have to sell you a course or a curriculum for thousands of dollars. Uh, we can create this cool We're setup. We're the only wedding free. filmmaking educators who mostly make wedding films making or mostly make our money on wedding films on actual wedding films instead <laughs> so. of uh selling you ads or curriculum so um but hopefully this has been helpful for you guys check out our youtube channel wedding film school as well as our other youtube channel with just the podcast the wedding film school show as well as on facebook we have a 16 almost seventeen thousand person group uh where you can ask i just questions. posted a, f- a fire meme the other day yeah so you should check it out get Everyone involved in there. the community have fun wedding filmmaking is awesome wedding filmmakers are even awesomer so make sure you're checking that out guys thank you for listening to this episode we'll see you next week right here on the wedding film school show